I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie K and Sean Drotar here with you. And today on the podcast, big podcast, we're going to talk about the Case Keenum signing. He was introduced by John Elway and company today. And uh, the Tremaine Brock signing as well, what that means for the Broncos and how big it is, as well as the landscape in the AFC West. But first up for our friends at uh, Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street Bay, Hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. Of course, you can go on down there and check out the 70 Colorado beers, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. A a big fan of that place I am. That is Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Go to the website, tap14.com. It's a special podcast, too, because I am broadcasting live from Tempe Diablo Stadium. We are both not in the studio, Sean Drotar and I. I am here in spring training, and Sean, you are in a location that may be a little bit more fun than this place. Well, it depends. I'm a, you know, I'm a baseball guy, so uh, yours sounds pretty good. But, yeah. uh, I'm out in Las Vegas for the March Madness tournament and uh, checking all the, the scene out here, which is uh, busy, busy, but uh, uh, hilariously busy. If, if you wanted to bet on a game, don't bother because you'll be standing outside of a, of a casino out here. Wow. So it's, it's uh, very, very brisk, but uh, fun uh, opening weekend of the tournament as well and uh, a good scene out here. But, yeah, you know, so we're always ready for football. It doesn't matter if we're in Denver or not. We and, can do this. And it was a huge week as well, too, and so we had to talk about it. So live from uh, Tempe, Arizona, live from Las Vegas. That's how dedicated we are to this podcast. Let's talk about Case Keenum. Uh, good signing, bad signing, Vanilla, what do you think? I like the signing. I, I think it's a, it's a good signing. I don't think it's a... a sort of franchise-changing signing like a Kirk Cousins would have been, but the idea is the, the cost difference was massive. John always said the Keenum was their target all along. So, uh, you know, whether that's true or not, it's, it's going to be the thing you say at a press conference. It's just sort of the way it works. You're not going to say that, oh, yeah, we tried yes, to get Kirk GM Cousins, speak, man, he was as we call it. so we grabbed Case. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to do that. So uh, I think it's a good, solid signing. It's a short-term signing, which means I think 
in the end, you also need to see the Broncos go get a long-term quarterback on a rookie deal so you're not spending uh, the kind of money that you're spending on Case Keenum. Ideally, you'd rather have that somewhere else on the team if you could. And so uh, the fact that he was at Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen's pro days this week I think was telling as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's where this signing lands for me. I posted this on Twitter saying, the Case Keenum signing, I like it. If they get a rookie quarterback of the future in the draft, I don't like it if it's a quarterback that uh, they still think is on the roster or doesn't at least uh, uh, come to the team this year. Uh, they may still think about Paxton Lynch as the guy. Of course, Vance Joseph saying Paxton Lynch is officially second. There is no competition. Uh, it will be Case Keenum day one, so we'll see uh, from there. Uh, another signing as well, too, and this is a big particular one because you mentioned it on a previous podcast, Tremaine Brock. Uh, you were talking about the step down from two to three being such a monumental one, so that must make the Tremaine Brock signing a monumental pick. It is. It's huge. Uh, when you think about Brock, you know, he's a, uh, a quality corner. He's not a Pro Bowl corner type of guy, but he's he's a good corner. And he's one that if you needed to have him start a game here sure. and there, uh, you can have him do that and you don't get worried about it. You don't think, okay, he can't handle the job. It's not too big for him. And the, the difference is, too, the Broncos in their defense run a lot of three-corner sets, and they've been able to do that because they had Bradley Roby at the third corner. So the, the, that segment of the team is not going to be as good as it was before, but I think when you add Brock, you shore up the differences between uh, having basically Bradley Roby and having someone like Brendan Langley making that leap. So I think that is an enormous signing for the defense, as well as the return of Todd Davis, who managed to get a three-year deal and, and well-deserved there. He's been effective for the Broncos uh, over the last couple of years. Well, and he's a guy who, I mean, we saw multiple players on social media go to congratulate him, and, and that's a guy who's kind of a, a glue guy in the locker room, well-liked, and a good player, too, and certainly someone that Denver would have, uh, uh, I, I at least think, that it would have been a massive step down had they you know, tried to fill that void somewhere else. So uh, to be able to get uh, uh, Todd Davis, certainly a big one. Uh, who else is out there in free agency right now that maybe Denver should be looking at, uh, maybe uh, dabble the waters on, uh, anybody that comes to mind for you? Well, I, I think less about players, I suppose, and, the, and, and more about positions. So sure. I think for the, for the Broncos, I would still like to see uh, may, maybe to look at some depth along the line. I think the Broncos feel that at the guard position, they, I think they feel they're okay with it, but we'll see. They certainly know about Leary. Uh, they may move him around. They may decide to uh, – someone like Connor McGovern, I think, is going to get a chance to start, so it depends on where they feel comfortable there. But uh, yeah, obviously the line is the main issue for me. I think you need to look that direction more than anything. And then uh, maybe even, as strange as it sounds, this sounds absolutely nuts to people, but dude, bear with me. Um, Michael Crabtree was released oh. by the Oakland Raiders. He would make a really nice third receiver for the Denver Broncos if he doesn't break the bank. Yeah, and, and that may be a guy that, of course, coming over from Oakland, uh, Oakland gets uh, their replacement, who we'll talk about here in a second. That may be an interesting one. Do you think the bad blood would just be too much there, or was that more player-focused between Tlaib and Crabtree? I think that was more Tlaib and Crabtree, and the teams kind of have to stand up for their guy. Uh, Tlaib has moved on, and I think these guys understand it's a business. I think someone like Crabtree, who's an effective guy, especially a really good possession guy, a good route runner, uh, not necessarily as explosive as he used to be, but when you're talking about a third weapon, I think, for Case Keenum to throw to, uh, that would be a really interesting one. And, of course, he then already knows all the guys in the division sure. as well. 
So you don't have to necessarily worry about the corners and safeties and all the players he hasn't played against before. He has. So uh, I kind of like I like that idea, especially because the Broncos uh, aren't probably going to get a, a game-changing tight end in free agency. They're counting entirely on uh, Jake Butt to come back from his injury. And while everything sounds good, uh, you, you still don't know until he gets out on the field. And moreover, he really will have to be a rookie and start over again. So I think if you could add someone like that, uh, I think that really would help a mobile quarterback like Kingdom uh, maybe diversify the offense. Before we get to the replacement for Michael Crabtree in Oakland, let's talk about that tight end position. Eric Ebron, uh, Brett Selleck, Julius Thomas, at least as of this recording, uh, those guys are available. Should they, one of them at least, be a target for Denver? Because they're going to come uh, cheap. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, they won't. And I, I wouldn't go with Thomas because the Broncos have been there and done that, and I know he's a, he's a good pass catcher, but part of the problem and the reason they had to move away from him is because Julius Thomas just can't block. So sure. when he's on the field, you know it's a passing play, and that's just too much to give up to the defense. So uh, someone like you know, Selleck, a veteran guy, uh, the problem there is I don't, I don't know if I'd want to go very much money on someone like that. Sure, if you get fair. him on an inexpensive deal, sure. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you like that? you got a veteran guy that could help uh, Jake Butt play his game, quite frankly. Uh, Selleck's game is, is rather similar to what the, the Broncos project Jake Butt to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a pretty good fit. Uh, Ebron, I think the concern with Ebron is you know, he gets big money and doesn't generally put up big numbers, not with any consistency. And I think that inconsistency makes him someone that I'm – yeah, underachieving I think is fair. And uh, I, that'd be someone I'd be concerned with. But, yeah, yeah the, the fact that there's not a lot of depth – I mean, the, you know, the Broncos don't have Virgil Green, and uh, that's okay. They needed to move along from him anyway, but they don't have Virgil Green anymore. Uh, they don't know what they have in Jeff Hireman necessarily. And in this case, uh, you're really counting on Jake Butt, their leading receiver tight end, A.J. Derby, was, didn't even make it through the whole season. Yeah, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Go to the website, Tap 14, and spell out 14 for me, tap14.com. Live from two different locations as we record this Broncos Blitz podcast. I am in Tempe, Arizona, checking out the Rockies against Shohei Otani for uh, their game against the Angels. Sean is live in Vegas covering all the March Madness good stuff. You can check out all the coverage at milehighsports.com. Let's talk about those Oakland additions and the AFC West in general, but particularly with Oakland filling that role of Michael Crabtree with a guy that, boy, I really, really, really want to like to see here in Denver, and that's uh, uh, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, I, I think if you would have uh, – I didn't think a lot of people saw that coming, Jordy Nelson being uh, let go of by the Packers sure. and then the Raiders scoop him right up. Uh, that's a, that's a big target. A guy that you know when you get into the red zone, uh, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's got great hands. He's got jumping ability. He really knows how to sort of, for lack of a better term, to use the basketball term, how to post up guys yeah. in the end zone. Uh, he's a he's a weapon there, and that's a that's a big addition for the Raiders. And when you take a look at uh, over even in the Kansas City, they added Sammy Watkins. Now I think that Sammy Watkins. We talked about Eric Ebron being an underachiever. Uh, Eric Ebron <laughs> looks phenomenal compared to Sammy Watkins, but. If you have a, a guy with the rocket arm that uh, Patrick Mahomes, too, does, then you have an opportunity to really make things interesting with Watkins. Who you, you can't just let him run down the field, even though he really only runs a few routes. Uh, you can't just let him run down the field when you have a quarterback who can actually get it. But so, he, he demands uh, it, attention. Yes, he does. And so it's going to be an interesting fit. You know, the, the speed of the Chiefs when you figure Watkins and, and, and Tyreek Hill and uh, their, their running game as well. So, I mean, you're looking at some phenomenal speed on that team there it will be a danger so another reason why i was really happy to see the Tremaine brock signing as well as getting todd davis back 
I think the Broncos could have gotten a middle linebacker. But like you said, that they've had good luck with Davis. He's been good. He is a kind of a glue guy. He doesn't make a lot of waves. He just goes out there and gets you eight tackles a game. And I think uh, it's important to keep as much of that together as possible. I also should note that Von Miller restructured his contract. Yeah. He gets a little more money on the back end. But he freed up about $12 million for the Broncos to use. That can be a significant amount of money in the rest of this free agent chase, especially when you start looking at guys that can be relative bargains. The Broncos may be able to get two, maybe even three players who can help them with that money freed up by Von Miller. And and those guys uh, certainly could make huge impacts on those small little kind of one-year deals on the cheaper end because nobody else has picked them up later in the year. So certainly, I mean, that could that could be a situation as well too. Uh, anything else in the AFC West standout? No, no uh, serious love for uh, the Chargers edition of the former Bronco, Michael Schofield. Oh, they also added Virgil Green. Don't oh, forget. yes, they did. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're picking up players that the Broncos didn't want anymore. Uh, I mean, the, the Chargers actually are, are an underrated team in this division. And when they are healthy, they can be a real threat. And I actually think they're going to compete for the division title uh, this fall. I feel very confident about that, actually. Wow, I think okay. Team. I think Anthony Lane is, is a very good coach. I think he's you know, already proved himself. So uh, I think that's an interesting fit. The other the other thing outside of the division, I did want to point out the, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who, whom of which the Broncos took their quarterback, Case Keenum, yes. now, uh, after they went to the NFC Championship, now added Trevor Simeon in yes. a trade from the Broncos. At a certain point, when we talk about the quarterback position, until the Broncos find that long-term solution, uh, there's a part of me that's really going to wonder uh, the Vikings who picked up Kyle Sloter uh, and put, them on, put him on their active roster all season long, now have uh, backing up Kirk Cousins, they have Trevor Simeon and Kyle Sloter. And there is a tiny part of me that looks at it and says, all right, if a team that's being really successful keeps taking these quarterbacks that your team doesn't want and your team's not successful, what are you missing? There's a bit of that in the back of my head when it comes to the quarterback situation for the Broncos. So the draft's going to be fascinating. Yeah, the draft is going to be a crucial, crucial time because uh, I I think uh, you would agree with me, at least I don't want to speak for you, but uh, Elway can't miss this time. I mean, we have time, missed not, twice no, not now. if you pick with the five, you can't. Yeah, I mean, this is really one of those situations where it is hit or bust, and uh, if the uh, uh, Broncos can't get it done, there could be jobs on the line. Who knows? Uh, of course, we will cover it all on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by Tap14. Go to the website, tap14.com. As, uh, I broadcast live from Tempe Diablo Stadium. As uh, we're going to watch Ohio Otani and uh, the Angels here uh, up against the Rockies in spring training. Sean, you are down in uh, covering the March Madness fun in Las Vegas. Any final thoughts uh, so far on the Broncos situation? Uh, I think they've been. I think they've been doing the right thing. I think picking Keenum. You know, if you're not comfortable with the, that choice, I get it. But uh, they they fixed the most important position on the team at least for the short term and that's a that's a huge a, a huge get for them it's just there's no other way to spin it even if case keenum is not Kirk cousins or or anything like him they, they stabilized the position and it desperately needed that so uh the fact they've they retained a guy like davis they added a player like brock and they freed up all that money restructuring with von miller i think the broncos find themselves in a pretty good position now which is uh, not something we could have said even three weeks ago I, I want to get this really quick, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but we're, no, I'd like to think halfway through the offseason because free agency, let's face it, all the big dominoes have fallen. A majority of what Denver has done is, is done, uh, and we really only have the draft left. 
overall, uh, a letter grade, A-plus to F-minus. What do you think uh, with the Broncos overall so far this offseason? Uh, I think you're looking at, uh, you know, I think it goes with the quarterback goes. That's where most of the money went, so I think I'd say C-plus. They haven't done anything particularly special, but then they haven't done anything that uh, they weren't expected to do that made things worse either. Very good. All right. It's it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Go check them out. And, of course, that rooftop as well, too, which will be gorgeous and just fabulous for uh, baseball season as it comes up as well, too. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. As I broadcast from Temple uh, Tempe Diablo Stadium. Sean, you are in Vegas. Enjoy Vegas. And uh, we will be recording, I assume, on Tuesday, assuming you don't just uh, have an extended weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. Unless things go really, really bad here. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday. All right. For uh, Sean Drotar, myself, Ronnie Cord, you can check them out. Uh, our previous podcast on the website, that's milehighsports.com, milehighsports.com for all the archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.